It's a quarter to nine Central African time under the radar here on Radio Islam International. Statement here coming in the week from the Good Party in the city of Cape Town. And uh, it reads that the city of Cape Town this week jumped to table a new outdoor advertising bylaw after residents of the Boerkap who erected pro-Palestine signs outside their homes were threatened by law enforcement officers over the weekend of the 25th and the 26th November and straight after that on Monday the 27th of November the city distributed the proposed by a new bylaw to be debated by council I'm not sure if it has already been debated in council we get uh, perspective on this uh, now this evening from uh, Suzette Little she is a Cape Town Council, as well as caucus chairperson for the Good Party. I thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam this evening. Suzette, uh, Suzette good evening to you. Good evening, sir, and thank you so much for inviting me. A great pleasure, uh, and uh, obviously a very concerning story coming out of the city of Cape Town, uh, if this is indeed true, and we ask you for perspective this evening. It, it seems absolutely uh, bizarre that for a single issue, the mechanisms of council as well as lawmaking would be uh, you, you know, weaponized at such a fast pace. I want it to be absolutely clear and want, want to establish this absolutely clear. Are you suggesting that this fast tracking of this particular bylaw has been particularly because of the circumstances of raising the Palestine flag or Palestine uh, slogans in the World Cup and other areas of the city of Cape Town? Okay, let me put it into perspective. The bylaw is a, a law-making mechanism that to keep order in any municipality. Every municipality has its bylaws. This bylaw went out for public participation in 2021, but it never served before council since 2021 prior to the elections up until now. So what was the delay? Why was it not brought before council prior? An election had taken place. Every time, every day, every time, we must have a review of policies, things that affect the communities, things that affect the public. It must happen. Now, it is not that this law was specifically brought on for that incident. It was that this law was specifically used for that incident. The bylaw in itself. If you look at the previous, if you look at the previous bylaw, it talks about a public facade. Now, we don't know at what point these slight, subtle changes were brought in. Because a public facade is called, is, is previously described as defined as a, a means, a facade that has window and other architectural uh, articulation. In the new bylaw, it says, a public facade means any facade that has windows, openings, and other architectural articulation, which is either a street-facing facade or any other facade set back from the side or the rear earth boundary, and which contains designs, elevations, or other facades in blank, is blank. Now, we don't know at what point these little minor tweaks were brought into the bylaw. Was it brought in over the weekend? Was it brought in at that particular time? What is of interest to us 
as, as good counselors, as people that is watching this, is that it is the manner in which people are targeted using these bylaws. Now, there were other bylaws that were also brought into the, into the city of Cape Town, which we as good, we challenged these things. There is a bylaw called a nuisance bylaw in Cape Town, which, which challenges the call to pray as a noise. It's, a, it's an offense. And if anybody is upset about it, you can find a mosque or a church. Now, we've had those incidents where churches were closed and churches were asked not to ring their bells. And we've had the Mule Mosque in District 6 being fined because of the Azan. Now, this is clearly targeting specifics. It is the manner in which these bylaws are implemented. Not so long ago, we've had chaos in Cape Town with the way the traffic bylaw was targeted specifically. Although the bylaw is for everybody, but it is targeted to specifics. And that is what we're objecting about. Because that is exactly how the apartheid laws were brought in. It was subtle things that we didn't really pick up on. And we are saying, because this thing went for public participation, previous, before the, the, the election, it must certainly go for public participation now so that the public has the right to comment. Indeed, Suzette, and uh, the uh, press release from your side mentions that this was going to be going up for debate in council, I think on Thursday. Has this happened? Yes, it has happened, and you must remember the, the DA the DA rules with the majority in Cape Town. So we can object as much as we like. They use the majority and they pass it. So it's been tabled and it's been passed, and it is a law. It is it is a law already. So so um, you know, are we suggesting that this is now uh, the reality? This is the reality that faces uh, the, the 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 residents of Cape Town. And for, I mean, there's a variety of applications here, but particularly for, for instance, in this issue regarding uh, Palestine flags and Palestine slogans, you is is this in in one sense criminalized? In one sense, I say it's being targeted because over the weekend, that very same weekend, we had what a, a, an event called switching on of the lights. And a person carrying a, a Palestinian flag was seen being pulled off and being fined. Now, that is what we are saying. Residents must become aware of what the laws say. Now, if you read this bylaw, it says signs exempted from this bylaw. It says national flags. It doesn't say the national flag, it says national flags hoisted on uh, suitable flag poles uh, provided that no commercial adverts is added to either the pole or the design of the flag. It says murals. Now listen to what they say which murals. Murals and artwork which do not advertise or are in itself um, approved in terms of the city's public art permit system. Now, this was a mural painted on a wall. But in Cape Town, there are thousands, thousands of murals painted on a wall. Why did they not find these people? The bylaws been there all the time. Why go to that specific house and ask them to remove that bylaw or find them? That is what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that because I've witnessed how they've implemented laws previously, 
this cannot be left the way it is. In its current form, we are asking that it must go out for public participation so that our communities have the right to comment on it. And uh, this obviously, you, you also suggest it cannot be, you've mentioned, you know, the noise issue previously, you've, uh, we've been talking about this bylaw, uh, and, and the, you know, incidentally, this occurs in the, in the World Cup. Uh, this kind of discussion cannot be dissociated, in your opinion, from a broader discussion, for instance, about gentrification? Most certainly can't. This is what is, is of concern, that our communities are being targeted by these bylaws. When challenged, when challenged, the city said, or the mayor of the city said, don't worry, we'll bring in a standard operating procedure. Now, he lied to the community because you cannot amend a bylaw with a standard operating procedure. Neither can you decree, oh, we are not going to find people. When you have a bylaw, it must, the process for amendment must go through council. You can't just bring a standard operating procedure. Because one week after he said nobody's going to be fined, they found find the Salt River Mosque for the very same thing. Now, the reason I object is because they got it the right to already silence the churches. And you also mentioned, yes, Suzette, uh, very concerningly, uh, that this is a kind of policing of thought. And uh, you say here that the city of Cape Town should realize that it cannot control what residents think. And obviously artwork and these kind of expressions, uh, flying of flags, slogan, slogans, uh, is, is all obviously an expression of uh, you know, culture and expression of cultural resistance and so forth. And you also make a very concerning then parallel to the way the apartheid regime had, uh, had, had operated. Uh, if you could expand on why you feel there are very strong parallels here between what the, the strong arm tactics of the city of Cape Town, the DA-run city of Cape Town, and apartheid of old. The first thing they attack, sir, is your religion, your culture, how you worship, where you worship, what you do. That's the first thing they do. They kind of box you in. And if you look at what has been happening in Cape Town, they're busy boxing us in. And I don't believe it is correct. Yes, there must be the discussion. Yes, there is the gentrification of certain areas in the city of Cape Town. The city does not provide any sort of relief or any alternative to what is currently happening in the city, the city bowl and certain of the leafy suburbs. And we have seen how these laws that are implemented are done almost vindictively in certain areas. And we are saying, no, it cannot be that this is going to happen. We've seen how subtly it was brought in in the, early, uh, in the late 50s, early 60s. By the time people started realizing where, where they found themselves, we were all boxed in and removed from areas and told where to live, how to live. We still suffer that injustice today. We've never, ever had restitution for what happened way back. After 1994, we've never seen the restitution of our people. 
And yet here we are faced with these type of laws that now tells us we cannot do this, we cannot do that. We have a constitution, sir, that gives us the freedom of expression to respect everybody and that we are united in our diversity. I cannot make you an enemy because I disagree with you. And I want to ask you this last question, Suzette, and this is, uh, you're not specifically speaking about the good party. I don't know, uh, in terms of your, your broader policy, perhaps you would be able to advise on that. Uh, you know, the, has the party taken a, a stance relating to the, uh, the uh, uh, genocide that's playing itself out in Gaza, if, 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 if you have a specific stance on that, you could advise us. But I'm just saying that obviously we see very problematic positions coming out from uh, the likes of the, the Democratic Alliance, which is in a position of power. And many people at this point in time are openly suggesting that uh, you know, the, uh, there should be a protest against this kind of open hobnobbing with oppression uh, when it comes to the polls, and the polls are coming up next year. What I'm asking, in addition to the question on your own policy, is we could also find that parties on the other opposite of the divide could become opportunistic and say that we are now taking up these issues on, on behalf of the community, whereas it may just be, uh, you know, a way of gaining votes and gaining traction uh, at the expense of these issues to show a kind of, uh, you know, concern for the issues that are dear to the heart of the community. I'm not suggesting at all that this is, you know, uh, applying to your party, but I'm just saying that how do we, uh, as the public, ascertain authenticity and genuine genuineness of a party in a situation like this given how close we are to elections i agree with you 100 percent. but here's my answer to you as the good party we have taken a stance on the state of palestine and we do believe that it is a crime against humanity we are uh, with the palestinian people now let me first make the statement when the when the call was made in 2021 for parties to join in with the uh, uh, Muslim Judicial Council in Cape Town. Good was the only party that joined in because it wasn't popular then. Now that this thing has happened and now it becomes an issue and you're quite correct, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. But we saw the crime 2021, long before the election, of the local election and we took a stance to say that it is a crime that the genocide that is happening that the 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 the, the evil that is happening there equates to what we've come out as a country out of apartheid and it cannot be allowed to happen again so we stand with the palestinian people you can go onto our website you can go read our policies and that is the stance the party took not after the 7th of october but in 2021 already and you, you, you're suggesting here um, that, you know, parties like yourself are, are keen to then say that obviously it's a global issue, but let us, uh, let us see the parallels between apartheid internationally, uh, how it's been exercised in apartheid locally. And, uh, you, you know, it's, it's important to, to connect local struggles and uh, detect 
in local struggles what is being experienced internationally. So it's not just uh, a foreign policy issue, but it's also a very much grassroots issue locally. Exactly. Exactly. We had a conference the day of the the day of the um, the march, which was the fourth of November, uh, not the fourth, the tenth of November. We had our first inaugural uh, conference. We stopped our conference to join the march. We stopped our conference for that uh, that period while they were coming past the city of Cape Town, and we joined in. Now it is not because it's an opportunity. It is because if we do not stand with another country that is experiencing what we've experienced, who's going to stand with us when injustice beats us and we face that injustice? Who stands with us? And that is why we must be united in our diversity. We most certainly cannot look the other way and say, well, it's happening over there um, and it doesn't affect me. It affects each one of us. Indeed, I appreciate your sentiments and uh, taking the time to engage with us this evening. Good, uh, good uh, counsellor. It's always uh, hard to, uh, you, you know, uh, because good is a party, good is an adjective as well. Um, but uh, yes, the city of Cape Town counsellor for the good party and caucus chairperson, uh, that Little, thank you so much for speaking to us this evening here on Radio Islam. Thank you so much, sir.